0: Hello everyone, and welcome to the PCN Podcast. My name is Borcio Fricall, and I am once again filling in for Brazilian, who is currently taking a little time off to visit his native homeland of Brazil. This week I am joined by Magic, Leek, Vape, Kufavelli, and Edgar Ramos. What's good? This week's podcast is sponsored by Isokin's Rich Forever Draft League. The Draft League is going to be held every other Friday, and it's basically... You sign up, you get drafted to one of a certain number of teams, and you play with you know a bunch of new guys you probably haven't played too much before, but it's a lot of fun. Everyone, I think, who played in it can agree to that, and it's really competitive, but also just a nice way to meet some new people, have a nice fun night if you're not doing anything on a Friday night. So, well done, Isokin, on that, and look forward to expanding that and running with it more and more. In a start, as we always do, at the top of Super League, and my oh my, have things changed. I think last podcast, we kind of said, oh, Orlando's maybe starting to get into it, River Plate starting to slip. Well, Orlando are now first place, six points ahead of uh, River Plate, River Plate do have a game in hand. Orlando have won 13 over the last 14, with the other game being a draw. They haven't been shut out in any game this season, they're just on an incredible run towards the top. And on Sunday, they have River Plate and Chivas to play in the league. So it's all to play for on Sunday. Did you guys see this coming? Do you think they can hold them off? Do you think River Plate's going to get it back?
1: Man, if you would have told me three weeks ago, River Plate was going to end up being in this position, being second with two games to go or three games to go, whatever the deal is with them, I would have said nah. But, man, I don't know if this is a choke job or not, but, man, man I had hats off to Orlando for fighting we're choking more than the Warriors right now, baby.
2: <laughs> I want to I wanna say that both teams are great, really great teams, love the way they play. It's going to be a really close one, I know that, and I would love to see how it ends.
0: It's funny that you said choke job, Vape, because I actually got a little fun stat for you. Since, Vape, you joined and then actually came back to the States from your vacation and started playing for River Plate, River Plate have two wins, three draws, and three losses. Uh, Yeah, I haven't
3: played in any of the losses or draws, so I can't really say it's my fault. But if you really want to pin everything on me, uh, yeah, go ahead. But (laughs) no, we're looking to win all three games on Sunday. It's going to be really big. The final game is going to be against Orlando Pirates, and it's going to be pretty intense. There will be a stream for it, which we are setting up. Uh, Italiano and Moco will be commentating on it. It should be a lot of fun. And basically, River Plate has to be Orlando, or Orlando gets the title. So it's
0: going to be a tough game. Yep. Riverplay do have two games before that against Spurs and Dortmund, who they need to also beat to have a chance. Those are teams you'd expect them to beat, but, you know, River Riverplay just just not in a great run of form. They lost to Juventus and Drew City last night and just barely beat our team at Bayern. So we'll see. I mean, River Riverplay clearly still have the talent. And they have that better goal difference. So if they win out, they will win the title. But I don't know. It's going to be really fascinating to see. That game's going to be at 9.30 on Sunday. So... Any predictions?
3: 5-0 no, win River Plate. i say 3-1 River Plate.
1: After playing both Orlando and River Plate this season, i got to give the edge to River Plate. I know Orlando can score a lot of goals, but Orlando's defense isn't that good in comparison to River Plate. Not saying they can't play defense, but in comparison to River Plate, they... I don't know, man. River Plate, I think any given day, they can really shut teams down and... Playing against them, man, I know they can handle pressure moments. I think they'll come through and, and beat River Plate, but I'm questionable in the other two games. I don't know if they're going to be able to, you know, get the results they need. I mean, that's three in a row it's tough for any team to do. I think River Plate will
4: take it. I mean, they have nothing to lose. They're they're not holding back. They're going to go all out. We actually do have something. though. So we have the title.
0: River Plate have two wins in the last eight. Orlando have 13 wins in the last 14. To me, Orlando are just too hot and... I know they don't have as good of a defense, but they're just in such a good run of form right now. River Plate may be missing one or two key players, so I don't know. I'd pick Orlando. We'll see. So moving a little long down the table, Manchester United have been on just a hell of a run. They've won 10 in a row. They're up to third place. Really a strong finish. They were kind of 6th, 7th for a lot of the season. Their last four games, they've outscored their opponents 20-1. to one. So, Magic, what's been the key for you guys this kind of last third of the season to go on this run?
1: All my players would laugh because I really want to say, pass me the ball. (laughs) It's like a running joke at Man United. But no, honestly, the key is just consistency across the board from every player. I mean, everybody's really playing their part in terms of doing their position or playing their position and just playing their role, not trying to do too much. And it's really grown for the team to just play that way. A lot of times when I play competitive in the past, like, dudes would do too much, hold the ball too long, try to make a pass when there's somebody else that's open, they can hit a pass too, or take shots that are unnecessary, but we kind of cut a lot of that down and just kind of focused on winning the game and playing as a team, and honestly, I think around, like, after we lost to Atlanta United and uh, Young Boys, like, I sat down, I talked to everybody, and I told them, like, look, guys, this is ridiculous, like, no disrespect to those two teams, but, like, we played Young Boys earlier, and there was a, uh, like the first game we played, they didn't have like more than two shots the whole game. And we played them that time that we couldn't get a shot. And I don't I was just trying to tell them, like, you know what happened, like what's going on? Like we're way better than this. So we all basically hashed our differences. i talked about it. And we was just like, look, we're going to play for each other. We're going to finish the season. I'll try to get as high as we can. And I think ever since those two games, we haven't
0: lost or, or drew. We've won every game. It's been a lot of fun to see you guys. I think you guys right now the way you're playing, you're gonna be one of the favorites for the Royal Cup as long as you get through, and then uh, the Super Cup as well.
1: Yeah, Orlando for that Royal Cup game. Orlando gave us a tough game. That was probably our toughest game that we had to play in the winning streak that we've had. And you know, we're looking forward to Sunday. That's honestly what I'm pumped up for. And I just want to give a shout out to Swifty. Keep your head up, bro. You're doing good, even though you haven't gotten the the looks you've been getting in the early in the season. Man, I just want you to keep your head up, man, Swifty. I gave you a shout out. Don't say I don't love you
0: right behind you guys two more teams that are really finishing strong juventus are fourth with 78 not gonna win the title but they're finishing strong they've won six out of seven they're obviously going to be dangerous for those cups as well and, and arsenal in fifth with 77 they've won seven straight games pretty much locked up a top six for that super cup run so right behind orlando and orlando played, have gotten all the attention lately but The way the three of you have been playing, you know, the last couple weeks, if that had been your form all season, this could have been an unbelievable title race. Finishing, you know, third or fourth or fifth with 80 plus points in a 38 game season is really impressive. So hats off to every team right there. Sixth and seventh, unfortunately, is two teams kind of struggling towards the finish line. Young boys in six with 71. There's some drama going on there. They're kind of struggling to finish the season out. Three wins, three draws, three losses, their last nine. They're one point ahead of Man City, although Man City do have a game in hand on Young Boys, although they have to play Arsenal, Manchester United, and Chelsea to finish the season. So those are two teams that lost a couple of players and then have just kind of lost their form and their kind of mojo from where they were earlier in the season. Whoever gets six, I'm not expecting to go too far into the Super Cup. And I think Man City have already been knocked out of the Royal Cup, and Young Boys are down 3-1 to one to Ajax. How was that game last Sunday? It was a tough game, man.
4: It was 1 1 all throughout the match. I think we got really two really good counters, 89th and 90th minute, which gave us a 3 1 lead. But they're they a good team. Like they, they, They're they very compact, so it's, it's hard to get past them. So yeah. we kind of just got some crosses and hopefully, you know, get someone on the end of them, and that's what happened.
0: Both D1 teams that made it into the round of 16 advanced from the first round. We'll get to that in a little bit. And we played only as a 1 0 advantage over Bayer Leverkusen, so. We could definitely see at least 1-D1, if not 2, in that Final Four.
3: Going back to that game right there, if we end up choking the title, not saying that we will, but if we do, then the Royal Cup will be our main goal for the rest of the season. But right now, all eyes are on the title.
0: We're going to kind of skip over mid-table. There's really not any teams playing too well for the most part. A couple teams are, I think it's just kind of that mid-table malaise at the end of the season. You're just kind of playing it out. telling me we're not going to waste any time on PSG? They're getting close to neutral goal difference. They've been a little better the second half of the season. Yeah, you know, they're up to 12th, but that's all they're really going to get. We can skip over them
3: bums at Leon, too. Right, Lee? Yeah. Man, there's nothing I can really say about my team
2: anymore. You know, I had, every manager has high hopes for their team. But, you know, I can't. I'm waiting for next season. So, you know, not really much I can do.
0: That's fair enough. I mean, you guys stemmed the tide a little bit, though. It didn't completely go downhill, so. Yeah, so. The one team that has kind of been picking it up towards the end of mid-table is Schalke, who had a new manager take over about three weeks ago now, Roberto, and they've won four and have a draw in their last six, with their only loss to Juventus. They're up to 14th with 38 points. They were kind of in relegation zone area for a while, so so that could be a team that's really putting things together here at the end of season eight and could be setting themselves up for a good strong season nine. Another team that's Actually kind of surprised here towards the end of the season, I think, would be Chivas sitting there in 16th. For the lot of the season, they were someone we talked about on the podcast as being a relegation candidate, mainly because they pretty much never played with 11. A lot of games they were playing with 7, 8, kind of struggling to get a defense on, but they actually had a six-game unbeaten run with four straight wins a couple weeks ago, so they're going to be safe. Hats off to them for staying in Super League, pretty much never playing with a full 11. That's not an easy thing to do. And the last thing for Super League is we're going to go ahead and touch on our relegation battle for season eight. Where AC Milan and Dortmund, a couple of former powerhouses in PCN, are gonna be in D one next season. Dang! AC Milan hit (laughs) D one. AC Milan going to D one. Both teams have won four out of thirty six games, which
3: Oh, that's tragic.
0: It's just not good enough.
3: Went from winning getting second place three seasons in a row to now getting relegated as a former Milan player. That just hurts, man.
0: It uh, reminds you... me of
3: Real Madrid when they went down the season before.
0: <laughs> so the last relegation spot is going to come down to either Bayern or Spurs. So going into tonight, they were four points down, but with those two games in hand. And they've won three out of four. So they really kind of make it interesting. They played Chelsea tonight, but then they've got...
3: They already played Chelsea. They lost
0: 6-1. Okay. They've got three games on Sunday against River Plate, Manchester United, and Young, and young Boys. So. so it's going to be really tough for them to make up that difference. And with Bayern, you know, we've been playing pretty well the last two, three weeks, but we've had a lot of games where we've just been...
1: Dorsey, I feel like you say that every week on the podcast.
0: <laughs> I honestly believe it. Like, we lost 3-2 to two to River Plate last night, and we should have at least drawn them.
3: Nah, 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 nah.
0: <laughs> I don't know. It's been an enjoyable relegation battle, which I didn't think I'd be saying. We've had a lot of fun. We've had 11 every night. We haven't got the results we wanted, which has made us a little nervy in this last day.
4: You're going to pull it off? pull off getting out of relegation
0: so with that loss to Chelsea tonight I think it's gonna be a real tough ass for Spurs to go ahead and at least win two games and then get some help from us at Bayern where I think if we get a win a win and a draw something like that we basically clinch our spot you know at Bayern we're not taking this you know too lightly we know we gotta get some results on Sunday to be sure but it's gonna to be tough for Spurs to make it up so anybody think Spurs can do it or you think Bayern's gonna be safe
3: I think Bayern would be safe. It would be yeah, a shame Byron's if Ricky safe. got demoted.
0: Yeah, they should be safe, so...
1: Or as Ricky likes to say, regulated. Hey, Tottenham,
0: just find my PayPal, bud. You know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, we didn't have a podcast last week for 4th of July. We'll do a quick little recap of the round of 16, and then we'll get into the quarters. Ajax did beat PSG 3-1. to Young boys beat Arsenal 7-4 to with a nice 4-1 to win in the second round after a 3-3 to draw. Leverkusen beat Chelsea 7 to 2, so I think that's another sign once again that Leverkusen is going to be a force in season 9 for Super League. Juventus beat Bayern 4 to 2. Had a little bit of trouble, but you know, their quality saw them through in the end. Manchester United 6 to 2 over Man City. You guys made it look easy magic.
1: No disrespect to City, but I mean that wasn't the same team
0: we played earlier. I think the tie of the round was Orlando 7, Atlanta 6. Orlando won the first leg like, 3-0 and then Lost six to four in the second round, just barely hung in there. So that just shows you that Orlando, on their day, they can—you know—they're always going to score three, four goals, but that defense can be susceptible if they don't have all their preferred players. River Plate beat New York City four to one, and then Roma beat Shakhtar six to four. So our quarterfinal matchups: Ajax beat Young Boys three to one in the first leg, as we mentioned earlier. Manchester United with that two to one victory over Orlando. River Plate just a 1-0 advantage over Bayer Leverkusen. And then Juventus have a nice 4-0 lead over Schalke. So that's probably the only match that's kind of done. But you guys got any thoughts on that? Anyone, you think any of the teams, Young Boys Orlando or Bayer Leverkusen can come back on the teams they're losing to?
2: Leverkusen should. They have a really great team. You know, Mad Kev, he's what, their top goal scorer in Division One. Second? Oh, well, I mean, he's still a great striker. So if you yeah, find they- him, you go get some goals. Nah, he ain't
3: coming out of my pocket, boy. <laughs> Magic. Um, we'll discuss this later, but uh, if you beat Orlando for us before we play them, um, yeah, you check your PayPal.
1: Mm. You guys, you guys are gonna play them before we before we do, or we? No, good? the
3: game's the game's being rescheduled to nine thirty to be uh, the final game of the season.
1: That's smart, piece and Good stuff. We'll do our best, man. They're a tough team. I mean, that game could have gone either way, so we'll, we'll
0: see what we can do.
1: Hopefully, we get the dub.
0: So our Fearless Division 1 leader, AJ Khan, is not here this week. He is stuck in a mountain somewhere, possibly in a cave. Hopefully not getting attacked by a bear. We will find him for next week, as long as he's still alive and with us. But anyway, we're just going to get into a quick little D1 recap. But anyway, we're just going to get into a quick little D1 recap. We just had the last game day before the last podcast was recorded, so we'll go over that real quick. Benfica did finish second in the end. Ajax finished third, Inter fourth, Napoli stayed fifth. Barcelona actually switched spots with America, and America lost to Ajax and Drew Napoli on the final day, so they got knocked out of the playoffs. Barcelona made the playoff and finished sixth. One goal ahead of Ryder B. Leipzig in goal difference to make the playoff. In the semifinals, Ajax, you guys beat Barcelona 3-3 on away goals. Was that a really tough match? Were you expecting it to be that close?
4: It was a tough match, yes. I, I always had it from the beginning. Barca always gives us tough matches, and I have no idea why. But they fought us, too. We we got a 90-minute cheese goal to tie it up and go through. It was a tough game. Hats off to them. They'll be a good team next year if they can stick together.
0: And then, uh, Inter, you guys didn't have too many issues with Napoli, beating them 9-2 to over the two legs. Just a good day for you, bad day for them, a little of both?
5: Yeah, they shoot um, great spirit, though. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, it was just a, it was an easy game though. I was really never worried on that game.
0: And then we got to get to it, Edgar. Sorry, but you guys played the playoff final last night. Two to two, went to extra time. Couple crazy saves in extra time. Ended up going to penalty and Inter won two nothing in penalties. I X could not convert a single one.
5: Yeah, I want to shout out to Lazy, our goalkeeper. Um, yeah, he's phenomenal. He blacked out during the PKs. He just went crazy. <laughs> He actually wanted PKs. He's crazy.
0: Like, he literally
5: wanted to PKs.
0: So how did the first 90 minutes go? Did you think it was pretty even? One team got a little lucky. How did that go?
5: We got, like, a, a cheese goal, I would say. I think, it, yeah, it definitely <laughs> was a cheese goal. So They um, yeah. touched God's hand, dude, came back yeah. down and still bouncing the goal. <laughs> People, God's blessed us with a goal, but they also blessed them with another one. So it, it is what it is. But, yeah, that game could have went either way, though. It went to extra time. They fought hard. Yeah, so they're a good team, though they are a good team. Hats off to them.
4: Hats off to you guys, man. You guys, fuck, you guys possess a shit ton. It's frustrating, even though I know you guys lost players throughout the season. You guys came back and you still got your team to promotion. So
0: you did slip a little towards the end, especially after uh, Spurs and Dan got sniped by Bayer Leverkusen. But to fill <laughs> to finish strong and to get promoted after all that, you know that's that's really impressive. You probably would have preferred the title, but getting up, however, you got to get up is is still really nice.
5: Yeah, yeah, we're looking forward to Super League with the big dogs. So we'll it see how fresh, it goes. Fresh meat.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if Real TV breaks the D1 winner's curse of
5: not folding his team.
3: And don't worry,
2: <laughs> transfer window <laughs> is coming up. So, you know, a lot
5: of big teams are going to be looking for some of those players. majority of my guys I play with, friends, I doubt they're going to just pull some snakery and leave. Hey, they did a debate. <laughs> they did a debate. Whoa, chill, <laughs> chill,
3: chill. They're
5: my friends are in real life, man, so, you know.
2: Leak, yeah, you so. released me, dog. Uh, okay, first off, don't disrespect me like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll
1: <laughs> handle this later. Oh, yeah, we will. Hey, man, I just got a question for you, Edgar. How did my boy Nighthawk do? Was he shit or was he trash? Nah, uh, dude, Nighthawk's
4: <laughs> a, a good pickup for this season, man. He had, like, 30 goals in, like, 20 games-ish. So he was a good
1: pickup. Nah, no, he scored man.
5: yesterday, too. He's, he's he?
1: hot-headed, but he's a, he's a good player. No, oh, he's trailer trash, so I mean, yeah, he can be high-headed. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, I like that. I'm, I'm just messing with him. I like
4: him. <laughs> I know. So well, Going back
1: to D1, uh, there's a couple teams,
4: dude, that, that really picked up at the end of the season that I think it makes D1 better. Next season is definitely going to be another one of those seasons where it's going to be, like this season, where it's going to be more competitive. So it'll be fun to watch again next season.
0: Yeah, definitely. There were a few teams that finished strong towards the end. Season 9 should be a lot of fun, and then we got a World Cup coming up pretty soon, and We do have the real-life World Cup on Sunday. We have the final between France and Croatia. So I just want to run down real quick and get everyone's predictions on the game.
2: Croatia, (laughs) 2-1. My boy Madre's about to hit a banger. So, you know, I got to support my Madrid player. So I will have to go with, let's say, 2-0 Croatia. I think France is going to choke in the final. Dejan
3: Lovren's the best CV
4: in the world. He's definitely going to put Mbappe in his pocket.
2: You talk too much.
4: (laughs) (laughs) I say Croatia on pens, man. I say they're taking the way to pens. As
1: much as I would love to see Croatia hold the trophy up at the end of the day, I honestly don't see how they beat France. Pago admitted he said they underestimated Portugal and the Euros. I don't know, man. They got too much time. If they end up blowing this, I'm a Man fan in real life. I hope they sell Pago if they blow this.
0: After watching Croatia beat Argentina, they were my pick to win the Cup, so I got to stick with them. But France looks so good defensively against Belgium. Belgium just had absolutely no way to get through, so... My biggest concern for Croatia is the tired legs. They have played three straight games, going into extra time. A lot of those players have played every single minute of all those games. And, you know, eventually your luck may run out. So that's kind of my biggest concern with Croatia, but got to stick with them.
1: Yeah, but all that fatigue, no one's going to be able to mark and pop it. I that dude's probably going to get a, a brace.
0: Before we move on to our interview, just want to give a big shout out to our Division One team this season, which we are officially announcing now. In goal, we had Darkberry '98 from Bayer Leverkusen. Right back, B-skimming '5,000 of Club America. Center back, NSGG Dan started with Inter Milan, finished with Bayer Leverkusen. Center back was Lil Iperp, Lil Perp from Benfica. So I'm not sure how to say that one. <laughs> Left back was SS Spurs '94, who also followed Dan from Inter Milan to Bayer Leverkusen. Darcy '8 from Bayer Leverkusen. You're gonna hear that team quite a few times. V Chen's 91 from RB Leipzig, the other DM spot. Our cams were Edgar 11 Ramos from Ajax and Raven 52 RL from Bayer Leverkusen. And our starting strikers were Inform Lewandowski 9 from Benfica and Liverpool Madkev from Bayer Leverkusen with a nice 95 goals between the two of them. Our bench is going to consist of O.P. Rudder from Ajax, center back Quirk Puff from Bayer Leverkusen, left back X-size. I've been told that's how you pronounce from Ajax. CDM Jamie from Inter Milan. At CAM we got Bdon 8407 from Benfica. And lastly, our strikers on the bench are going to be Chronic from RB Leipzig and Rio TV of Bayer Leverkusen. So, congrats to all of you. And with that, we will go ahead and move on to our interview. And welcome, everybody, to our next edition of the PCM Podcast interview. This week, we are going to be interviewing a member of the panel tonight, LeakBoys02, who is the Leon manager and longtime striker. So just want to say, first of all, it's good to have you on, Leak. And how you doing? I'm good, man. How are you? Thank you for having me. Yeah, doing good. Doing good. So first question is kind of a standard one. How did you get into competitive clubs, and more specifically, how did you find PCN?
2: Well, competitive, it started way back with FIFA 10. Just played around with some of my friends in high school, and I met some of the British guys on Xbox. That's the year I first got an Xbox, so some guys were like, come play with us. I played that, took me a little break in FIFA 14, and then I guess filled the fish shield my goalie for like years. I want to say for like four or five years, he say, I'm in a competitive league called PCN. And I said, what is that? He said, it's an American league we're having, um, they have here. He said, you should give it a try. So uh, that's what I did. That's how I found you guys. And, you know, that's how everything just took off. I met a lot of new guys, um, a lot of friends. That's how it started.
0: That's crazy. I didn't know you and Phil knew each other. But yeah, he was
2: my goalie for a while. But um, I tried to get on his team at Tottenham. Wedge was like, no, nah, we don't need a striker. So I said, that's fine. So I went to Leon. They were glad to pick me up over that. Maybe in two weeks later, I became the manager. So, <laughs> so you know, I, I really enjoyed it. You know, I've been a manager for a while now.
0: So go into that D1 season. So that was the first season of D1. That was season five. So it was just 10 teams back then kind of looking at D1 then when you were playing in it and looking, you know, from the outside where it is now in season 8. You know, when you've played D1 teams either in cups or friendlies, like have you really kind of noticed a change in the seasons?
2: Oh yeah, a lot more, I believe in D1 from when I we started. There has been a lot more goals than they were and what you say season 5? Yep. Yeah, there there's been I think it's been a lot more goals from since I we got promoted. And when we go up against like D1 teams, they make it really difficult to try to beat them. Like um, Ajax, they're a really good team. Benfica, Leverkusen, those are some really great teams that we have. (laughs) My team, I thought my team was better than them, but they came away with the win coming, what, 2-0? So, you know, it's really changed a lot. And I really like that. I like competition. I like being competitive. So I really enjoyed that.
0: That's where you started in PCN. You became Leon manager. You finished third that season. Won the playoff. You didn't want to do a playoff because you guys were way ahead of the fourth. Round. Oh man, don't even
2: start it. Don't get me you started. won playoffs,
0: <laughs> so it didn't matter at the end. And then you finished fifth in season six, seventh last season. You're ninth. Man, in season. So <laughs> you finished top half every season. You've been with the same team. You're the only Super League manager who started D1 season five and has stayed ever since. So. Any secrets to how that's happened? Any advice on a manager starting in D1?
2: Man, hold on. <laughs> Man, these past years, it's hard to keep players, you know.
0: And it's hard to keep
2: players happy. I don't have really much advice. It's just find players that you really enjoy playing with and that you know they can give you can get playing time to. You don't want to be like me sometimes and be like, you can't play this game or I have to switch you out next game. Just try to find, like I've learned from my past guys, they have told me try to keep the same position same players and you'll do better so that's what i look forward into for season nine can't wait that's why i said i can't wait wait for transfers, looking for new players so i'm gonna try my best next season
0: yep in these four seasons as manager is there a favorite season a favorite game just a favorite kind of memory you have
2: my favorite game was against tottenham Um, When Phil, I was going against Phil and Brickwall Willis. I was going up against them, and half of the team was guarding me. I still remember half of the team was guarding me on the left wing, and they left GFM wide open on the right back post, and I just switched the entire ball, and he scored the goal. And I just wanted to cry and just scream at (laughs) Phil. Like, I really enjoyed that goal, and, you know, I really – I like going against some of my old players, so we can just – chat after the game like yeah you still full of shit or you're still a bad player so so, you know I just like doing that so that was one of my favorites
0: what is an inform leak and where can we find
2: (laughs) (laughs) who gave you that question mate that was me (laughs) for the guys that never met me an inform leak is a leak who is having a great day and can score goals non-stop from left and right. And, <laughs> and then you got out-of-form leak. that is 24-7 me, <laughs> <laughs> who can't score worth the day and can't make a right pass. So most of the games, you're going to get it out-of-form leak unless I'm having a great day. So I think that ca- that nickname came from who? Um, I want to say you, Dorsey. You are Vape or Lucas. It wasn't me. <laughs> they came from Lego <laughs> and Cream. Yeah. Well, oh, there you go. It started
5: those those two knuckleheads. You know. He's in form. <laughs> I score
2: one goal. Oh, he's in form. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, I
5: say
0: that was that was one of the favorite parts for me playing with Leo in this season. Is whenever a league got to go and even just one goal and against a two man team, every one of the team by it, like, it's in form. Lee.
3: <laughs> he's back. He's back. Oh man, I
2: love it. I love it. And that—that's one thing I would like to say. Is what I like about this league, I think it's better—better better than the um, Bridges League I played in when I first started playing competitive. Not many people joke around with you, and you know, PCN makes you feel like family. Everyone knows each other. Everyone's getting to know each other. Everyone play with each other, and everyone's welcome to play in different clubs and play, and you get to know each other. So that's one thing I like about PCN, and that's why I want to continue doing it. So that's why I get FIFA early as. As crap to get my guy up just to play in competitive again. So, and I want to thank you and um, Ricky for (laughs) for making it, going through it from season one through season eight.
0: Yeah, we got a number of seasons to go. Yeah, there was an interesting post on the forum today about sort of where PCN could be heading in a marketing sense and a promotion sense as sort of an eSport. So I've actually talked to you about this. We are both sports management majors. We're trying to work in the sports business. So yeah. when you look at PCN and you see the business you can analyze the business side and you see where Pro clubs is an eSport, like where that could go, where do you kind of see Pro clubs going as an eSport? Do you think it really has potential down the road if EA pays attention to it? And then do you see a league like PCN or similar third party leagues, you see them you know becoming that professional aspect? or do you think they would kind of just be more still kind of what they are now and just for the casual gamer?
2: I want to say, give it a couple more years. Give it. I want to say, give it, like, until if FIFA is still around, FIFA 21. Give it around there. And I believe EA, I could be wrong, but, you know, I'm just giving a guess. I want to say EA will start looking at us if we start promoting things out there, if you know what I mean. Like, start, like, I know we have a Twitter page, and Instagram page, and um, I follow both. We just start tagging EA in a bunch of things and be like, hey, we got a competitive league. Give us a try. Give us a look. And I think if we can get it from there and we take off, hey, that's more money coming in for us. So, and you don't know, we could probably pay players if that starts happening. So, and I would like to see that because I'll be like, hey, I was there when we started it. And so I'm here when we finish it. That will be something cool. That would be something that you and Ricky started and you gotten more people into it and involved in it. I definitely see it happening.
0: I've done a bit of research and I'm really, I'm just really interested to see where I can go from here. Uh, the Portuguese and Spanish leagues kind of started their own pro clubs leagues this year. There's more and more teams in England. that are signing pro players for pro clubs. So I think real clubs and leagues are starting to catch on. I think they're starting to see the appeal of the 11 v 11 format versus just ultimate team, the one V one, the NBA two K league. I think it hasn't been a super big success, but it's shown what, a similar game can be where you have the 5v5, everyone's controlling a different player. So I think as it just gets more exposure, I think definitely the sky's the limit. It's just a matter of will EA start to really pay attention and, you know, will they help leagues like us or will they try to make their own and just make us obsolete? Yeah. To go low
3: off topic, the 2k league's actually been, it had a really rocky start and I mean this is coming from me who, I mean, I don't want to brag, I almost made it into that shit but it's whatever. But just casually watching it over the last couple months, it's really starting to progress and it's starting to pick up at the beginning. They're pulling around four thousand viewers a stream now they're pulling between ten and fifteen every day, so it's really starting to pick up
2: and I also want to say I know whenever you log on to mixer, you know you see like things like Smite and you have commentators for Smite and like different other games like World of Warcraft like that. I think we should start doing a massive like Mixer thing where we can all group together and live stream everyone's games for the people that's not playing but can still watch every single game. I think that'll be pretty dope if we can try to get that into like next season or this or somewhere in the future along the, li- along the line. So, you know, that will be pretty cool. Like you log on to Mixer and just for example, you got Juventus versus River playing. That's a must-win game for Juventus. I'm pretty sure everyone wants to see that. So. I think that would be pretty cool if we can get that involved.
0: Yeah, I think we're going to try to get more people streaming, get them to save their streams, because the biggest issue is that most, for the most part you know, we play our 8 and 8.30 games. It's hard to watch other people's streams unless you're just in your lobby waiting for the games because you're playing your games, obviously. So if we can start to get people not in PCN to pay attention to it and watch the games, or we just do something like what we're having with Orlando and River Plate on Sunday night, we're going to be playing at 9.30. We're going to try to have commentators for it. I think we can definitely, as a league, that's something we can work on and make a better effort to have a special game and maybe at a different time. And even the normal games everyone's you know playing at the same time, we can do a better job as a league promoting that, increase the viewership and the traffic on the site.
2: I agree.
0: I just want to say thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate you coming in the league, sticking with the team, you know, battling every season the ups and downs and just, you know, being a good ambassador. I know you've done a job recruiting people to the league and just wanted to say thanks for being a part of it and hope you stick around for quite a while.
2: No problem, man. Thank you.
0: And we will be back next week with a look back at the title race, see who won it, and uh, get some cup talk going as well. Until next time, have a good one, everybody.